Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing well. I'm back now from England. So I was over from my brother's graduation in Newcastle, which was really fun. Right, the only time I've been to Newcastle before was, I think I went when I... Actually, okay, I've been a couple of times, but let me explain it. So I went when I was really young. When I say really young, I was like 15. I went with my friend Bruna to, like with her parents to visit her brother that was at uni. Would I have been 15? Yeah, I think so. Like we definitely weren't drinking or anything. So we were literally just going out for dinner and like staying in a hotel. Obviously at that age, you don't really get to experience Newcastle properly you know I think the height of the experience was seeing what the pre-mark in Newcastle was like and then I actually went twice for two dance competitions this year but because it was for a dance competition like you were literally just off the bus to the venue and then same thing on the way back but yeah I've always wanted to go and visit my brother but this year just flew in so quickly and I didn't really get a chance but it was really fun to go and see it. And do you know what? Oh my God. Jesmond, which is like the student area of Newcastle. It's like where all the students live. It makes every other student area in the world look like a complete shithole. Okay, probably not in the world, but definitely in the UK. I'm sorry, but the difference between Jesmond and the Holy Hunts, <laughs> or Jesmond and Hyde Park in Leeds is just like... They're, they're not even comparable. It's just a whole other ball game. I was just so shocked. They have like fancy bars and stuff in the student area and like nice restaurants, not just like kebab shops. <laughs> but yeah, it was really nice. We went out for lots of nice food, lots of nice drinks. Everything's so cheap there compared to here. Oh my God. I was honestly gobsmacked last weekend. I went out with my friend and we went for a couple of drinks after our dinner. Yeah, here's me like two weeks ago. I'm changing my relationship with alcohol. And what have I done for the last week? Drank. (laughs) No, I think I'm off it now till I go on holiday in September. So anyway, I'm out with my friend Eva. We decide we'll go somewhere in the Cathedral Quarter, which if you're not from Belfast, is just like an area with lots of bars and like very much like Irish pub kind of feel. You know, live music, cobbled streets, that kind of vibe. So we're like, yeah, we'll go to Cathedral Quarter. Everywhere's queued out the door. So our only option is to go to this place called The National, which gives me sheer anxiety, that place, because the amount of people in it. I don't know why, like just the whole... I feel like you can't go there without bumping into about 200 people you know. And sometimes when you're not in the mood for that, it's just, it's a bit much. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, I got two single vodkas in the National. I'm guessing what it was. 19 quid. I'm sorry, 19 pounds. That is not okay. Like, that is London prices. But we're living in Belfast. Like, wh- there's no excuse for that. <laughs> what are you paying for, for being in Belfast? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, anyway, so then in Newcastle, the first thing I noticed, like, literally the first bar we went into, and my dad bought a round for... There was five of us, me, my brother, his girlfriend Beth, and my mum and dad. Five drinks, and it was 18, no, 17 or 18 pounds. Cheaper than two single vodkas. I was actually shook to my core. To be fair as well, that's what I kind of expected from Leeds. Like, because Leeds is a northern city as well, I thought from what, you know, everyone had talked about, how cheap the northern cities were and stuff, I thought Leeds was going to be like what Newcastle was there. 
and these really isn't like that to be honest it's not I mean you do get like student nights and student offers and two for one cocktails up until a certain time like that type of thing that you don't really get in Belfast but sorry my cat is really really distracting me right now what was I saying yeah anyway Leeds isn't as cheap as Newcastle and I thought it was going to be I also I just I think I thought all of those northern cities would be really cheap like Manchester Liverpool but yeah they actually aren't really to be honest this is the thing with Belfast as well is that it's actually good fun but no one can afford to go out when things cost that much during the week so until they start doing stuff like you know good drink offers throughout the week cheap student nights stuff like that it's just going to continue to be a ghost town Sunday till Wednesday I mean hopefully that actually does start happening because they're building so much student accommodation here you would hope that like with lots more students and people moving here that it would feel a bit more buzzy how did I get on this was I just comparing Newcastle and Belfast anyway went from Newcastle after Newcastle after the graduation we got the train down to Leeds most horrible train journey of my life probably Actually, that is a, that's a big lie. Because <laughs> now I can remember what the worst train journey of my life is. Don't know if I've told this story, but basically I went to London once for uh, my one of my sister's events. I think it was her motel Christmas event. I got so drunk because I didn't really know anyone. And obviously I had to go early with her. And then, you know, when you're there early, you don't know anyone, you're like nervous drinking. It's it's almost like you just need to have something in your hand at all times as opposed to at. Like, I didn't want to get drunk. I just couldn't stop sipping out of like a nervous habit. And oh my God, I've never got so drunk in my life. I was starting arguments, causing absolute havoc. And yeah, the journey home the next morning, it was honestly... I wouldn't sentence my worst enemy to that journey home. I was sick in my mask on the bolt on the way to the station, first of all. Had to jump out of the car mid-road and release my mask from my face to continue to be sick down myself. And then I got on the train and it was just like two and a half hours of talking to myself, telling myself to not be sick. You know that, you know, when you're having serious words with yourself (laughs) and then it got so hot and stuffy on the train and obviously you can't really, there's no like windows you can open. So I went into the toilet and discovered that there was this like little window that you could open in the top corner and I sat on the cold ground of the toilet train cubicle with my head in my hands, just wishing for the day to end. And I sat in there for a solid 15 minutes and then I was like, first of all, this is really gross. Like, I would never sit on a public toilet floor like this. And second of all, there's probably a queue of people outside being like, what the fuck's going on in there? So anyway, I gather myself, gather my thoughts and force myself to get up and walk back to my seat. And of course, the second I open the door, there's a queue of like five people being like, are you all right? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the train journey from Newcastle to Leeds after Matthew's graduation was definitely not on par with that, but it was still pretty rough. And then we we rented a van so we could move all my stuff from my friend's garage to my new house. My new house is really cute, by the way. It's actually a flat. 
in my head I thought it was a detached house that had been split middle floor or like ground floor middle floor top floor flats but it's actually a terraced house that's split like that but it's a really good area uh, I'm literally right in Headingley, like so close to loads of restaurants, loads of bars, loads of cafes, to the gym, to a supermarket, which is amazing because I've never been walking distance to a supermarket before, which I mean, first world problems, but also such a melt. So I'm very happy about that. Also the gym situation as well. Like last year, the gym was a 20 if I did it fast a 20 minute walk if I was on a bit of a slower day it could be up to a 30 minute walk and when you add a 30 minute walk there and back that's an hour on to go into the gym like it made it such a big thing to just go to the gym every day so yeah I'm really happy about the location it's a really cute flat um my bedroom is actually really sick to be honest got an ensuite and everything so buzzed about that it's got a like a big old fireplace in it as well it obviously used to be like someone's living room it is a very noisy street though like right in the main road if you open your window all you hear is traffic constantly I don't really mind that I like a bit of background noise to be honest like I'm not one of those people that can't sleep with the fan on because of the noise of it or anything I actually kind of like that type of like background sound the only thing I completely forgot about was like how noisy flats are compared to houses because obviously the living like communal areas are literally like right by your bedroom so anything going on in there essentially you can hear it and vice versa you know if anything's going on in your room you can hear it which I'm kind of scared about with the podcast because it's like people I don't know and I'm just gonna be like I don't know chatting shit for ages and they can probably hear everything I'm saying I feel like I'm gonna get nervous. <laughs> Like in my old house when, and I was friends with everyone in my old house and even then, and I was on the top floor. So even if people could hear me, well, they couldn't hear me. The only person that would have been able to hear me was the one person that was on the same floor as me. But even then I would wait till like everyone was out of the house to do it. So hopefully once I get in the swing of things and I work out everyone's schedule, I'll like be able to find a good time for me to record it (laughs) where I'm not conscious of everyone being able to hear every single word I say. So yeah, got everything moved. It was my dad's first time in Leeds. He's never been before. My mum did come over with me the like the first time I moved for first year and helped me kind of get set up. So she's been and she I took her out to, you know, well, I say I took her out. I didn't really know where I was going then anyway because that was my first time in Leeds also. So we were kind of just like walking around places and if it looked fun and if it looked like it had a nice menu, then we'd go. Whereas this time round, I was kind of able to bring them to the places I knew they would like and I knew they would enjoy and I knew would be busy, you know, stuff like that. So we had a great time. What did I do with them? I brought them to a place called Flight Club, which is like a darts bar. They actually have it in quite a few cities across the UK. I think it's in like Leeds, Birmingham, London... Cardiff maybe I actually can't remember all the cities off the top of my head but it's a really fun wee bar and you basically like book out a little booth and it's got like an interactive dartboard that has like a camera that records you and you're taking shots and stuff and they send you all the videos and stuff the next day and you can order drinks to your table and it's just really good fun it's filled with other people doing the same thing so you're you know it's very buzzy it's just good crack and then we went to the alchemist because it's just like i never go to the alchemist because you know it's kind of expensive but it's a bit of a novelty thing isn't it and i feel like 
it's a good place to bring your parents to because you don't get that at home. I really wanted to bring them to jazz night at book club but that's on on a Thursday and Thursday was our moving and hungover day so by the time the evening came we just ate and went to bed. In case anyone that's listening to this lives in Leeds or is maybe going to Leeds or wants to go on a weekend there. Um, the two restaurants I brought them to, which are like two of my favourites, were Bundabust and House of Foo. So Bundabust is like an Indian street food restaurant. They do lots of their own beers and stuff as well, which is really cool. And House of Foo is a ramen restaurant. Um, yeah, they basically just do bowls of ramen, rice bowls and like dumplings and stuff like that. Both of the places were incredible. And yeah, I, I nine times out of ten, if I go out and eat somewhere and I like it, I'll add it to my Leeds recommendations highlight on Instagram. So just if any, because I used to get so many people messaging me all the time being like, what are your recommendations for Belfast? Like cafes, bars, restaurants, clubs. They would just like ask me everything. I think people just think I'm TripAdvisor sometimes. <laughs> No, I'm joking. I do get it because obviously if you just search it online, you're going to get potentially quite not that good, but like touristy spots. So sometimes it's better to ask someone who actually does live there. So I do get it. But then I was taking like 20 minutes to type out my recommendations for so many people, like literally every week. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm making a recommendations highlight. I will just add everything to that. And then anytime anyone messages me about it, I'm just going to be like, look at my highlight (laughs) so yeah if you're planning on going to Leeds or Belfast anytime soon definitely have a wee look at them does anyone else find it so weird when you right so in this case I obviously moved my stuff into my new room and just like sitting in my room like when I was lying because I slept in that room obviously for the two nights that we were there my mum and dad were in a hotel and the when I was just lying in my bed I was like it's so weird that like this is my life for the next year and you're trying to you know envision your day-to-day life and your commute and your I don't know where's gonna be your next like local cafe you go to every day and all these little things are like going through your head and part of it is like kind of cool like the change is very exciting in a way and you kind of like romanticize this like new space and this new not new life but do you know what I mean this new chapter I guess but then on the other hand it's like very overwhelming and you're like how am I going to adjust to this am I going to cope well and I just think it's like our body's like automatic reaction to change is just to kind of shit ourselves a little bit as well even if it's like nothing to be scared of on one hand I was really excited and then on the other hand I was like I'm gonna have a mental breakdown (laughs) Because in one part, I'm trying to tell myself, you know, all the good things about this new place and how lovely my new flatmates seem and how great it is that I'm in Headingley and I'm a close walk from dance. I'm a close walk from all these places. I feel a lot more safe here compared to like the last area I lived in. And then on the other hand, it's like your brain throwing all the negatives at you being like, you have to write a dissertation this year you're not going to be able to balance everything, you have to go back to doing a long distance relationship again, like, why am I tearing up? (laughs) Oh my god, I can't believe I'm getting this emotional. (laughs) Sometimes life is just so overwhelming, (laughs) 
and sometimes you just don't even know why you're doing what you're doing and that's okay like you go through phases of it and then you come out the other side and you remember what all this is for <laughs> okay sorry I'm done being emotional I don't know where that came from I got my period a couple of days ago and I feel like I've been a bit of a wreck ever since <laughs> lots of things are really getting to me I think the thought of like this being my last year and the fact that I am no closer if not actually further away from <laughs> knowing what I want to do than when I started this like I think I went into this thinking I'm sure lots of people are like this as well you know when you're in school you think why do I not know what I want to do it feels like everyone else around you knows what they want to do and they have a clear path you know there's all this pressure on you constantly people asking you I think when I finally decided uh 21 that I wanted to do fashion marketing and go back to uni to do it I was kind of in a sense set on like I am really interested in this industry and you know this I'm I think I'm gonna really enjoy this course and potentially end up like my course is very general there's a lot of things you can go into in the fashion industry also you can do things that are not in the fashion industry like because everything that you do you do it related to fashion but you can relate that to something entirely different so it's really really good in that sense so I kind of went into thinking oh amazing I'm gonna love this course hopefully and come out of it with a degree and be able to work in the fashion industry and now I don't want to work in the fashion industry like so many people that study fashion whether it be fashion design fashion communications fashion marketing a lot of people that study it actually despise the fashion industry like they and they only come to realize that as they study it so I think I'm just like part of me is really freaking out at the fact that I have a year left of this and then it's like and then what (laughs) and it's weird because you probably all listen to me and you think I have my shit together and the way I speak about I don't know I guess just the way I speak about things and life in general I mean I'm very I would say I'm very open with the reality of uni for me I literally have a whole episode on that I have talked very openly about my mental health struggles um throughout my university experience but even like even with that I think regardless people still probably do think I have my shit together on a level but in reality (laughs) I'm just as freaked out as anyone else is about the future and just the thought of next year like not knowing what I'm gonna do not knowing if I'll have a purpose to wake up to every morning I don't know sometimes I struggle with that a bit but then like this is just today you know what I mean then other days I'm like so content with like the other day I turned around to my mum and I was like I feel like this is actually the just the best summer ever I've never felt more content and just happy to be you know waking up and reading and doing yoga and making nice dinners for my family like I'm so content doing that but like I'm very content in doing that because I'm also aware that it's summer and I will be back at uni also by the way I do work (laughs) just to throw that out there I don't literally just make food and do yoga every day (laughs) I am self-employed so like I am working on the side of doing all those things but I'd say it's very much like 
the amount of hours that I'm doing is like what someone with a part-time job would be doing so it's very nice like there's no pressure to be working full-time I'm just enjoying summer and I'm very content with that but then I'm thinking next year like I can't be doing that <laughs> like I, I don't know part of me would love to be able to be content with doing that but like at the end of the day is it sustainable I don't know I guess I'll find out Maybe if I throw in a few more yoga classes, I'll be grand. <laughs> oh. By the way, I just thought I would throw in there before I move on to this week's topic. I know this has been a incredibly long intro. I thought I'd just throw in there that I know it's very trivial, me crying about <laughs> my future coming from like a very supported and loved and privileged position. I do have the blessing of being able to come home to my family home and and I don't have a kid or anything that I need to provide for or anything like that. I'm so lucky to be able to say that my fear of the future isn't rooted in whether I'm going to be able to feed myself. It's rooted in, it's more rooted in being worried about like if, how my mental health will be I guess because it is really difficult I think if you feel like you don't have a purpose and you're just kind of floating around in life you can end up getting really depressed so I yeah I think I think the emotional side of it is more because I don't want to fall into that because it's like as much as you know I may not enjoy doing a uni assignment I mean there are some I do enjoy but there's times I'm like oh fuck this as much as you might not enjoy doing uni assignment you still have to get up every day and you still have to go to class and you still have to produce that work and feel accomplished after you've submitted it all these things that are actually giving you a purpose from on a day-to-day basis and yeah I think the fear is like once that's gone well first of all what am I going to do for money and second of all am I going to feel like I have a purpose (laughs) But it's so weird because as I said then there's other days I wake up and I feel like everything seems so clear to me and I know what my purpose is and I love you know helping people on this podcast. I love sharing book recommendations as trivial as it is on my Instagram story. I love creating recipes, doing I don't know a makeup look like there's times where I feel like I love being able to do this and it's giving me so much purpose and then there's days where you just don't know why you even exist (laughs) but maybe that's the hormones talking today okay sorry about the rambling let's get into this week's topic which is fashion marketing so the course I study at uni I've been wanting to talk more specifically about my course for ages now but I've kind of just kept putting it off because I was like no I haven't done enough modules yet I haven't done enough modules yet don't know you know, haven't made my mind up, don't really know what to say about it. I haven't picked, you know, what route I want to go down because there are many routes you can go down with it. But I feel like after two years, you know, what am I waiting for? I might as well just talk it through now and explain to you everything. <laughs> because I do get a lot of people asking me, you know, what the course entails and what you do actually study, how much of it is actually marketing, how much of it is actually fashion based. Also, I am very interested in like other people's courses, even if I have no intent on ever studying it whatsoever. Like my friend who did microbiology, I'd be quite intrigued to know what her modules actually consist of because 
you know when you're reading like course specifications when you're applying for stuff you don't really like they just say words and you're like eh, like I don't really know what that means or like I know what it means but like what's actually in it what's the assignments you have to do for it how is it taught that type of thing I do actually find it all very interesting so I thought I would deep dive into my course fashion marketing uh well right this is the thing so I'm studying at Leeds Beckett but this course because it is so varied I would say it is very different depending on what uni you go to so obviously I can only speak about what it is in my experience studying at Leeds Beckett. So just to start off with there actually isn't a huge amount of places that have this course. When I was doing my research to find out where I wanted to go I did kind of have a little bit of a hard time finding you know places I actually wanted to go because you always have to bear in mind when you're coming from Northern Ireland that it needs to be somewhere that is easy to get to as well as you know like I didn't want to go to somewhere in the south of England that you can't fly to or you know you can fly to somewhere like two hours away and then you have to get a train because that's just such a melt so you know you kind of have to bear that in mind as well but obviously if you're from England you don't really need to think about that so much. Nowhere in Northern Ireland does it so Queen's or University of Ulster doesn't do it. Hopefully it will come to University of Ulster now that they've got the big new campus in town and you know it's like all the arts and stuff that's there now so I mean maybe in the future they will have it because that was actually something I strongly considered because I did briefly kind of want to stay at home for a bit because I kind of got quite established as a makeup artist in Belfast and I was like oh it'd be such a shame to give that up but then obviously they didn't have the course so I was like there's no point staying here for a course that I don't want to do. There is a little bit of variation as well on like names I'd say they're all fairly similar courses but like there'd be maybe different requirements when it comes to the modules that you pick so Like the one I'm doing is fashion marketing, but then there's also like fashion branding in some unis and fashion communications in some as well. I think fashion communications would be better, I think, for me because you wouldn't have to do any marketing modules and I don't really like the marketing modules. I say better, but to be honest, like it wouldn't really matter because you barely do any marketing modules anyway, but I will get into that. Another thing that limited where I want or where I applied for was that some places required like an interview with your portfolio or some sort of like what would you call it not a portfolio but like a project specifically for applying to the course to kind of show that I don't know I I just remember it was either Newcastle or Northumbria I can't remember which one I think it was Northumbria I don't I actually don't know I'm gonna guess it was Northumbria but basically they wanted you to do this kind of like digital project thing to I I don't even know what they wanted I can't remember what it consisted of it wasn't that difficult but I just remember being like "Mm, I can't really be arsed (laughs) that sounds so lazy because it wasn't even difficult but I think because I was a bit older I was like anything that was in my way to get into these places I was just like no it's not happening and I know like Brighton as well they wanted like a full portfolio and interview and I mean I didn't do art or photography or MIA or anything at A level so I didn't have a portfolio you know the closest thing I had to a portfolio for this was my makeup and styling and to be fair the styling stuff actually probably could have counted towards something for a portfolio you know, like shoots that I'd styled that where I'd done the makeup in. But it would have been nothing in comparison to someone that had done 
A-level art and done like one of their projects, you know, as a very fashion-based type of thing. So automatically I was just like, no, anything that requires a portfolio, I'm out. So that obviously got rid of a few of the options. I actually can't remember, isn't it? Don't you get five choices? Or am I imagining that? I swear you do five choices. You wait till what you get offered and then you have like your first choice and your second choice or something. Is that right? I I don't know. It feels like a lifetime ago since I did all this, but I can remember that three of my choices were Leeds, Manchester and Birmingham. But then because I'd already got my A-level results, I didn't have to wait for that. Like they just give you a they give you an unconditional offer or they don't give you an offer and then you just accept you don't have to do like your first and second and all that. Here's a good example though of how much variation there is within this course. I'm not so sure that there's this variation across other courses. I think the reason for it is that because it is kind of semi-creative and semi-academic it's like you can get such variation of mixes. So for example in Leeds you can do fashion marketing at University of Leeds, you can do fashion marketing at Leeds Beckett and you can do it at Leeds College of Art. So apparently if you do it at Uni of, it is actually a Bachelor of Science and it is very marketing heavy and very much more like all about the branding and the theory behind stuff. So hence why you're getting a Bachelor of Science. Leeds Beckett is a mix of the two but definitely more creative because you get a BA and you only have to do one marketing module a year I think it's one a year and then I think University of Arts is a BA and is next to no essays like I actually don't even know if it's called fashion marketing because if it was fashion marketing then they would have to do marketing modules so it could be like fashion communications and then it would be a very much like creative degree So in that case, you'd be doing more styling, shooting, branding, um, you know, like digital work and logo work, um, creating like social media content, that kind of stuff. So yeah, that kind of just shows you how different it can be. Like that's three unis within the same city and all so different. Right, so I thought I would go through my modules that I've done throughout first and second year and explain to you what I did for my assignments okay I'm just reading over my modules now I think I did say a minute ago that you only do one marketing module a year that's wrong you do two marketing modules per year so one per term okay so first year obviously for me was completely online which is good in one sense in that you never really miss class because you've no excuse even if you are lying in bed to just open your laptop but was obviously so bad in another sense because you didn't meet anyone on your course. It was hard to interact with people. It was hard to get help if you needed it. It was very difficult for the modules that weren't so th- so much theory-based and were more working with new programs. Like to start learning how to use all these programs at first with no in-person teaching was very difficult. I will not lie about that. I much prefer the way they do it now where your lectures are pre-recorded and put online because I mean I just feel like with lectures anyway you don't listen in properly in real life so then you end up having to go back re-watch it you know retake your notes all that stuff so at least this way they're pre-recorded you can stop and start them as you please while you take your notes 
and then your other classes are in person I much prefer it this way so yeah first year was rough where that's concerned but so I'll go through my module so we did introduction to marketing communications now the assignment for this was actually a piss take I'm not gonna lie it was honestly like something you'd produce when you're in like when I was doing economics in fourth year for GCSE our assignment was honestly on par with just like a homework that you'd get from that (laughs) it was such a joke I don't know if it was just because it was the first term first marketing module you know it was just a a slow introduction maybe to what was to come I honestly I don't know we basically had to produce a powerpoint just kind of like giving definitions and stuff it was the most bullshit assignment I've ever done in my life I actually thought for a second I was like wait are all of my assignments gonna be like this I'm gonna sail through this (laughs) but no I was wrong it was very much a soft um intro to uni I guess another module was fashion branding so kind of like learning all about how brands market themselves and brand themselves and how they kind of go from nothing to like this whole brand that tells a full story when you wear them and how you feel connected to them all that kind of stuff um so we kind of like look at different brands and see how they evoked certain emotions in consumers and you know all that kind of stuff our assignment was like a report slash essay I think you had the choice of a few questions and I chose discuss how a luxury fashion brand might develop and market themselves in comparison to a high street fashion brand I actually can't remember off the top of my head which two brands I chose oh actually that's a lie I think I did Topshop and Balenciaga this was before Topshop had closed obviously or maybe it had I don't know but yeah I did Topshop and Balenciaga then we had our first visual communications module so visual communications is essentially just like all of the visual content that brands produce whether that is stuff on their social media whether it's stuff on billboards on tv their logos their their instagram profile picture their stories their everything that is visual about a brand like even their sign on the shop window or the above the door everything that is visual about a brand is like visual communications so that was the first module of that it was kind of like an introduction though to using photoshop and all the adobe programs and stuff we essentially had to take an already existing brand and rebrand it so i i can't remember if they specified what content you had to produce for them for the rebrand but I do remember that there were some ones you definitely had to do, like you had to do some logo work, you had to do some Instagram content. I can't remember what else. I do remember that you had to do like a, I'm going to say 1,500, maybe 2,000 word kind of like report explaining the rebrand and why it would benefit the brand. So kind of like getting your theory in there as well as doing the more creative side of it, I guess. I actually did Miss 60 for this. Some of my work you can see on LinkedIn. <laughs> One time I got really into LinkedIn and I started posting stuff on it and now I haven't been on it in months. But yeah, I kind of did post some snippets. I mean, I didn't post everything because I don't want people to be able to go on and like get any ideas off me. But I did post some snippets. So yeah, if you do actually want to see any of the stuff that I'm talking about, go have a wee look over there. By the way, for any creative module, you always have to do a what's called a critical journal as well. If you've done like 
art or anything at AA level, you'll probably already know that. But for anyone that hasn't, basically, whenever you do anything creative, you have to have a critical journal that essentially documents your processes and explains why you came to certain decisions and why you chose this over that, why that makes sense for the brand, you know, all these different things. Because if you just produce like the one final thing, then you're not getting credit for all the work that's gone into actually achieving that final thing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of to get extra credit and it's also to explain like what's going on in your head when you're creating these things. Right, oh God. So the next, (laughs) the next marketing module of first year was one called Understanding Markets and Customers. I failed this. I still to this day don't know what this was what the assignment was supposed to be what I was supposed to do for it like I actually just it just went completely over my head to be honest I didn't like the lecture I know you shouldn't blame it on that but like when you're doing at this point it was the second term completely from home I didn't enjoy the lecture I couldn't really keep up with him like he had an American accent and I just find him really hard to keep up with I had no interest in the topic it was not an engaging module whatsoever and yeah I failed it I think I literally got like 13% (laughs) wait I don't know if it was that low I can't remember what it was what is a fail at uni I swear it's like below right so a first is above 70 a two no a two one's above 60 a two two is above 50 so a pass must be above wait I don't know am I talking shit I don't know what the grading system is But anyway, I think to feel it's below 40, isn't it? I'm sure I got below 20. It was a joke. You should have seen it. It got to a point where I was just like, I actually don't care anymore. And basically I worked out that because they'd like changed the rules because of COVID and what you had to do to like pass the year. So, I mean, obviously first year doesn't count for anything anyway. You do just have to pass it. But they across the board, like across first, second and third year, they let all students essentially fail a module and it wouldn't count towards their overall mark so I read this and I was like do you know what I'm just gonna choose to fail this module (laughs) I can sit here and blame it on that all I want but I know fine rightly even if I had tried to pass that I probably wouldn't have been able to (laughs) oh yeah it wasn't a good one it got to a point where I was doing the assignment and I couldn't make up the word count so I just started copying and pasting stuff from my lecture notes into the assignment (laughs) he was definitely reading it like what the fuck is this girl on anyway I don't have the luxury of being able to do that well like I didn't have the luxury of being able to do that in second year and I won't have the luxury of being able to do that next year but I thought I would take advantage of it while it was there (laughs) so yeah that is the only module I failed the next one we did was contextual studies so contextual studies with regards to fashion is like looking at the different time periods and seeing how like what affected the fashion whether it was like the war or the industrial revolution so it's kind of like history of fashion and kind of just putting everything into context a little bit I guess the assignment for this was a 3,000 word essay because it was our first essay like our first proper essay then you were you were given like an option of five very general questions because you know the way once you get on in uni you actually just pick your own question essentially but I think for your first one they don't want to freak you out by being like you pick your own question 
and then everyone kind of shits himself a wee bit and it's like how am I supposed to make up my own question so for the first one they could give you like an option of five but the questions are so general that you could actually bend them to be whatever you really wanted I'll give you an example so the one I chose was discuss the ways in which external factors have influenced a period in fashion but like you could literally pick anything and it could be anything from like a historical event to more like social media or the rise of influencers you know there's so many ways in which you can develop that question to be what you want it to be but I chose to do I actually do you know what I wasn't hugely interested in the topic that I chose to do it in it it was a little bit interesting but also I wasn't like it's not like I was passionate about it I chose to do it on the so I did the way in which the ending of world war one influenced fashion of the 20th century it was interesting but it was more a case of I feel like I can write a good essay about this because I have the most sources on this do you know what I mean one of those ones okay and my final module for first year was fashion forecasting so it was basically looking at like how people predict trends you know what you look at from subcultures to architecture finding all the different sources and learning about like cycles of trends and stuff like that and the assignment was to produce a trend report on something that you know you thought could be a trend I guess based on your own research so you had to like back up you couldn't just like write this is gonna be a trend because it's cool (laughs) you had to like back everything up basically based on the things we'd be learning throughout the term so I chose to do this one on modular fashion so you know fashion that kind of can change and adjust and have like different parts too so like the way you know the way you have you ever seen those puffer coats and they have like detachable sleeves so they can be like a puffer vest or you know jeans that maybe have like a bit that you zip off and then they can become shorts stuff like that just things that make clothes more and uh, multifunctional and more wearable I guess throughout the whole year yeah I think it kind of tied into like sustainability as well and getting more wear out of your clothes that type of thing so yeah that was it for the modules in first year so a very broad kind of range you know you're doing marketing you're also doing branding fashion forecasting visual communications which ties into like digital marketing and also content creation and photo editing video editing all that kind of stuff and then you've also got like your more written things like the contextual studies so you could go down more fashion journalism route so there are so many different like routes you can take with this course which is kind of like the thing that I love the most about it because it opens up a lot of doors and you obviously in first year you don't pick any of your module choices you just do a broad range of them all to kind of open you up to all those different things and to kind of experiment with what you actually like. So then in second year there was like a few modules you could pick between but then there's obviously also some ones that you have to do. We did another fashion brands module where you basically had to create like a collaboration between two brands and explain in like a report why you were collab- why they were doing a collaboration, what it would consist of, why it works for both brands moving into this space. Yeah, I don't you just have to describe it. You can't just do a collaboration and be like, these are my two favorite brands, so I'm doing a brand collaboration with them. So yeah, you have to kind of like explain everything you're doing, you know, back it up with theory and all that kind of shite. 
<laughs> and then but to go along with obviously the report then you have to do the whole visual side of it and the creative side of it so you create your brand boards and like your initial ideas and then you create your like collaboration logos and uh, any like social media content you can also do like sketches of the collaboration clothes you can do billboards to advertise for it you can I chose to do like a pop-up store as well so I kind of like sketch out what the pop-up store would look like and what would be going on within the pop-up store because it was all about basically it was a collaboration between Balenciaga and Weekday and it was all about like them both moving into the digital fashion space because they've both kind of played with it a little bit and this was like a pop-up store like an experiential pop-up store of the two brands collaborating to do like a body scanning type of thing that projected you onto like a board where you could try on digital fashion I'm not really explaining it very well but (laughs) I hope my assignment explained it a little bit better do you know what looking back now at all my assignments I'm realizing that I essentially talk about Balenciaga in every single one of them (laughs) no not every single one of them but I have talked about them a lot I think it's because they're a very interesting brand and they're very they're very wanting to move into this digital space like them being on that I've forgotten the name of it but you know them being on that video game and stuff Fortnite them being on Fortnite and you being able to purchase like digital fashion on Fortnite and what else did they do recently that was really cool I can't remember but yeah they've been like very much experimenting with this whole new like metaverse thing and fashion in the metaverse and it's like very interesting to talk about when it comes to assignments so yeah I I have mentioned Balenciaga a lot throughout my work (laughs) then we did another contextual studies module but this time instead of learning about like the 70s the 80s the 90s the noughties it was more about things like fashion and the male gaze things like sustainability's impact on fashion things like cultural appropriation in fashion also about different kind of movements you know the lgbtq movement and mm, i'm trying to think of other things but they're not really coming to me to be honest but yeah how all these like different things affect fashion essentially instead of thinking about things as time periods so yeah this was another 3000 word essay but this time you had to include a text analysis and an image analysis and i think that's to kind of prep you for your dissertation in third year because I'm pretty sure you have to do a text analysis and an image analysis for this one as well we got to choose our own question so I will tell you what my question was it is a long one it was can third wave feminism tackle today's gender inequality issues without acknowledging the effects of the fast fashion industry on women in developing countries oh god that was a mouthful okay (laughs) so basically I broke the question down into talking first of all about third wave feminism and how it is different from the first two waves then I talked about fast fashion and overconsumption and just like the whole industry and how it has come about since the industrial revolution how it's changed with the impact of social media micro trends stuff like that and then my final part on that was like the effect of the fast fashion industry on women in developing countries so whether that be the women that work in the factories or whether it be just like the women and families living in developing countries 
It's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people listening to this when I'm talking about this are probably thinking that I'm just referring to like the women working in sweatshops and like maybe the long hours that they do but there's actually so much more to it than that you know like issues with visas and with access to drinking water like loads of different things. So yeah I kind of just dived into all those different things also just like pollution in their nearby rivers for just like families living there. I've literally forgotten what else was in there to be honest but I finished it like I concluded it with kind of summarizing what needs to happen on a global scale for feminism to actually like acknowledge women all over the world but then it's like a really hard thing to do because first of all there's language barriers and then there's differences in laws and it's just like such a complicated topic and sometimes when I think too much about it I'm like it's just a bit of a mind fuck to be honest (laughs) but it was really interesting and I think I will do this topic for my dissertation so then we also had a another visual communications module in second year so building again on those like photoshop and illustrator skills well like any of the adobe programs really so yeah just using all the adobe programs but this time instead of rebranding an existing brand we had to create our own brand and we had to produce like the brand guidelines for them so brand guidelines is essentially like any any fashion brand not actually just fashion any brand will have a brand guidelines that basically tells it essentially tells people what their brand looks like across the board like for everything from their social media to their website to in-store packaging labels all that kind of stuff so it will have like the logo variations and what colors it can be in and you know when the background is black what it should what color it should be over that and what maybe like a variation of it when it's in a square box like for when it's profile pictures and stuff like that then what the website should look like what the fonts should be so it's literally just like everything that falls under the brand's guidelines that's why it's called brand guidelines funnily enough so yeah you have to create that and then you have to create a a lookbook and I swear there was something else I actually can't remember well you obviously have to do a critical journal with it because it's a creative project but yeah you had to create like a digital lookbook essentially like you know what a lookbook is like a little slim magazine type of thing it's like showcasing the brand's new collection or campaign or whatever it is and it just gives you like a good feel for the brand it's very different to the images that you would see on a brand's website and just like their e-commerce shots you know it's it's more about the styling and the location and the feel and the edits and all that kind of stuff so yeah I created a suit brand a women's suit brand it was really fun to do this project actually I did really enjoy it and I actually really liked it because we didn't have like any online stuff we would just go in for a whole day so class started at 10 and finished at 5 and we'd have an hour for lunch and you were just there working away on your own stuff our teacher would like float about the classroom if you needed any help he would come and like critique your ideas and help you with things and I just really liked that way of working and it also just took the pressure off so much like I didn't really do a huge amount outside of that class when it was coming to the deadline and stuff obviously I was working a bit more but it just really took the pressure off because you knew no matter what if you were going to class you were getting a solid amount of work done in that time frame 
and it was just such a nice change from working with the Adobe programs in first year online and if you ever had issues with it having to like schedule calls and stuff and getting people to take control of your screen and things from going to that to then being in class all day and having someone to ask all these questions to is honestly just a game changer. Okay so another module in second year was trend analysis so a little bit different to trend forecasting in first year we had to actually create like a website slash a digital pitch I guess to your brand suggesting what changes they should make based on your trend predictions kind of and like how that would benefit them in the future why it's a trend what other brands are following this trend that type of thing so obviously I chose to do something about digital fashion (laughs) I just find it like the most interesting to talk about you know like it's a space that hasn't really been moved into by that many people and it's it's just like very new and exciting and no one really knows I guess what's actually in store in terms of digital fashion like you can sit here and predict all you want but who knows what we'll be doing digital fashion wise in 10 years time or if it will even have taken off at all yet I chose to pitch to Zara basically about them moving into the metaverse and yeah that's about that I don't really have anything more to elaborate on it because I don't really remember there was a couple options of marketing modules to pick from and actually I did say at the start that it was two a year but I only did one marketing module in second year you could have done two if you wanted to but I wanted to keep my options open so I wanted to do a um, visual communications module a marketing module and a fashion writing module so in order to do all three of them then obviously then you've no room to like pick two of one um if that makes sense so yeah I needed one marketing module and I picked the one that sounded the most creative because I after the previous marketing modules well not both of them the first one I said obviously was the easy one but then the second one was the one I failed and after failing that one I was like god how am I going to do any other marketing modules so when I saw that visual community or no when I saw that visual merchandising was a marketing module I was like unreal I can pick that and it sounds like a little bit creative but also will be a little bit focused around marketing obviously because it's a marketing module so anyway yeah I chose to do visual merchandising and you basically had to do a marketing report talking about like incorporating sustainability or something into visual merchandising I can't really remember but that was like 50% of it and then the other 50% of it was a group work thing a group presentation where we had to pitch to someone from the John Lewis visual merchandising team on zoom we had to pitch to them like an idea of a spring summer visual merchandising display essentially for John Lewis and like how we were gonna make it sustainable and where we were sourcing everything from how it fit in with John Lewis's brand and yeah all that kind of shit (laughs) we actually we did terribly in the presentation which was so surprising because we thought it was so good like do you know when you think you've actually aced something and then you get the mark and you're a bit like were we in the same thing like was this an accident See, I was actually semi-fuming about that because it really brought my mark down. I didn't realise at the time. I thought it was the marketing report was 70% of your module and then the other thing was 30 or like something like that, 75, 25. And then I found out it was 50, 50 and we got like 51 in the presentation, which is such bullshit because 
if anything, a group work presentation should actually boost you up. But yeah, didn't go to plan, apparently, even though we thought it did. (laughs) We literally came out of it thinking it went so well. Then my final module of second year was a fashion writing module. So you could pick between fashion writing new media or fashion writing editorial. And I did new media. So basically you had to just create a digital publication. It could be completely of your choice. Like I basically chose to do this like sustainability magazine. Or it could be for an already existing publication. But to be honest, I think that's more difficult because then you have to like completely match everything they do in terms of like their font and their style of writing yeah I was just like do you know what fuck that I'm just gonna create my own thing here and then you can't get marks off for like it not being exactly what that brand would do so yeah that was just like building a website again basically which we'd done before so was kind of easy enough to be honest because your word count was like it was like 2,000 words but when you break that down into articles before you know it you've done five articles with 300 words and you're already sitting at 1500 words you know what I mean so that was like easy to get the words in but like I didn't I don't know if I really enjoyed that I definitely don't think I'm much of a writer don't think that will ever be a career path for me to be honest but basically because I kept my options open and did like a fashion writing a visual communications and the marketing module well you have to do the marketing module but you got a few choices between them but yeah because I kept my options open and did all of them it means that then I could pick between any of the routes for next year whereas say I had have chosen two of the visual communications modules because there was another one that I didn't do which was styling and styling did look really cool and looking back on it I semi wish I did it but also I don't know it's annoying me that I didn't do it in one sense because styling was more like producing your own stuff and like shooting and filming your own stuff and then editing it whereas visual communications was taking other people's images and editing that and like producing logos and stuff like that so I feel like had I have done styling with visual communications it would have given me a better what's the word scope not scope a bit just more experience with that kind of stuff which is the route I'm gonna take next year but then in another sense I'm glad I just did the fashion writing as well because now I know I don't necessarily want to do it whereas what if I was sitting here and I was like oh, I wish I tried fashion writing because what if what if I'm a really good writer but I mean I definitely know I'm not a good writer so <laughs> maybe I wouldn't be thinking that but yeah anyway so next year you have to kind of pick a route to cut not specialize because I'm not a doctor but you know what I mean? You kind of have to pick a route to go down because you can't just have a broad degree and do writing, visual communications and everything under the sun. So basically for third year then you can choose to either go down the visual communications route, you can choose to do the marketing route or you can choose to do the fashion writing route. So basically regardless of what route you go down you have your dissertation which makes up two modules. Then you have one module is made up of like isn't it professional practice or something and like doing all your cv shit and applications i don't know i swear one module is made up from that then you have to do no matter what route you take you have to do one marketing module so that's four modules then and then your final two modules to make up the year are the route that you've chosen so in my case i'll be doing two visual communications modules but like if you were doing fashion writing you'd be doing fashion writing new media and fashion writing editorial or if you're doing marketing 
you'd be doing the one essential marketing module on top of two other marketing modules which sounds like my idea of hell (laughs) so yeah I'm doing visual communications and I'm kind of terrified for it to be honest like as much as I do enjoy it I'm also really scared (laughs) I don't know why because I know I'm more than capable but I think in third year you do something that's like um actually like industry-led like you get a brief from a legit brand kind of the same way we did in visual merchandising but that was a bit of a piss take because it was literally just a presentation whereas this is like a full project for the brand I think I always like doubt my creative abilities as well Uh, I don't know sometimes I really do question why I chose a creative degree but then I also wouldn't have been able to do a straight academic degree I need that balance so yeah we'll see how it goes I mean fingers crossed it goes well because I really would like to not have to repeat a year and first and second year have gone well so far so like if I could just keep this streak going that would be amazing when we were at my brother's graduation last week and my mum and dad were being like oh this time next year we'll be in Leeds for your graduation and I was like do not say that too soon please (laughs) oh no I know I'll be grand I just think third year is very daunting isn't it I'm actually not that worried about the dissertation weirdly I feel like that's the thing people are always freaked out about I think I'm okay with that just because I do really enjoy that topic that I chose to do my essay on that I said I'll probably do my dissertation on and I feel like because I did so much reading for that essay I'll be okay when it comes to the dissertation I don't know it's just the whole um just the whole concept of it all and like I think everyone kind of freaks you out a little bit about third year and the amount of work you have to do and stuff so I think I've just got that into my head a little bit. I also have gotten away so far with only doing half days of work apart from the days where I'm in uni all day. Outside of that I only ever do half days of work and I'm like will I get away with that this year? (laughs) I don't know who knows I work a lot more productively when I work like that anyway. But yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. For Maybe for anyone that is applying for university, it's a little bit interesting to hear a little bit more about what you actually do in terms of modules and assignments and things. Or maybe it's good to just have a wee nosy into <laughs> what other people do because I know I find it interesting. But yeah, I'm really blessed to actually really enjoy my course because there's times where I'm doing assignments and I'm like, okay this is a struggle to push myself to do this but like imagine I actually didn't even enjoy what I was doing like at least I am interested in the topics and things so yeah I'm very grateful where that's concerned but yeah I hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did don't forget to leave me a little five star reviews on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts or even better share it on your Instagram story and your friends can listen to it too I hope you guys are having a lovely week I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.